Will you all express your appreciation for our musicians this morning? I am particularly grateful for an incredibly talented and very flexible team of worship leaders. This morning, we're finishing our sermon series that we've called Meeting in the Middle. And you might remember that we called it that because we, congregation and pastor, are meeting each other while reading out of the Psalms, the scriptures that are in the middle of our Bible. Now, I planned this sermon series months ago, before I started working here, before I met any of you, even on Zoom before I met you. And I'm not sure that any of us could have anticipated what this past week would have been like. That we would vote, some of us weeks early, and then we would wait. And wait. And wait a little more. That there would be anxiety and nervousness, and I'm not sure that that feeling has entirely gone away for many of us. We are still waiting. You know, in Spanish, the word for wait is the same word that they use for hope, esperar, to wait and to hope, two sides of the same coin. We are waiting as a people with hope, not on what election results or what a new year brings, we are waiting and hoping in God. So today is a word for hope. Our scripture lesson is Psalm 42. Listen now for the word of the Lord. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me, therefore I remember you. From the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar, deep calls to deep at the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and your billows have gone over me by day. The Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? My, why must I walk about mournfully because the enemy oppress me? As with a deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me continually, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my help and my God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. My gracious master and my God, assist me to proclaim. 
to spread throughout the earth abroad the honors of thy name. God, we know that your presence is here and wherever we have gathered in your name. And so we ask that your spirit would open us up. Open our eyes and our ears. Open our hearts and our minds. And then, God, we ask that you would open our hands. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. The thing is, I'm not much of an outdoorsy person. I like the outdoors. I like to be outside with the kids. Sean and I, when we go on vacation, we always find a park or some sort of new place to explore. I like being outdoors. I'm just not really outdoorsy. I'm not much, I'm not a camper, really. And this week, a friend um, texted me and Sean, and she said that this weekend, their family was taking the boys camping. Mom, dad, three boys, they were going camping. And she had pulled the tent out of the closet from the last time they had used it about six months ago. And as she was getting it ready, she found inside of it a decaying frog. And I felt very justified in that moment for not being very outdoorsy. I'm not very outdoorsy, but it's clear that the psalmist who wrote Psalm 42 was. In ancient Israel, there wasn't much of a choice, really. You walked to get everywhere. You grew your own food, or you herded cattle, or you knew someone who did because you bought from them in the village market. The people of Israel were intimately familiar with the land. They were a people of a place. In particular, they were a people of the temple. The psalmist talks about longing to go to the temple, longing to worship in Jerusalem at the temple. The psalm is understood to have been written after the exile, after they were sent away and forced to live abroad. It's a psalm of longing to be near God, a God who was known most clearly to the people in the temple. So, what do you do when you can't be in the temple? Well, this psalmist looks around. He looks at the deer taking a drink of water from the stream, and then looks at the rushing waters. In the north of Israel, Mount Hermon sort of provides a boundary from those who are on the northern edge of the land. Mount Hermon is a broad, wide mountain. It's snow-capped most of the years. These days, there's even a ski resort at the top. But in the spring, the snow melts, and the water seeps into the rock channels, which feed the springs at the base of the mountain, forms streams and rivers, most notably the River Jordan. The headwaters of the River Jordan are rushing, rocky, waterfall-like waters. In a land that can often be dry and harsh, the headwaters are cool and refreshing and also intense and strong. When I graduated from college, I went to visit a cousin who at the time lived in upstate New York. He and his wife had just had a baby girl, and I went to see them. And we took a road trip up to Niagara Falls. Have any of you all done that trip? 
we, um, we took the trip there and stayed overnight and got a ticket on the Maid of the Mist boat. And they put you in those ridiculous blue ponchos. And we crammed in. Those were the days, right? We crammed in on the boat. And the boat took us up near the water. And the sound of the water was almost deafening. You couldn't have a conversation with the person next to you. And they give you the poncho because the splashing is so intense, we ended up wet from where the poncho line was down. Deep calls to deep. At the thunder of your cataracts, water spouts. Deep calls to deep. All your waves and billows have gone over me. I wonder if you've ever felt like that if you've ever felt like the waves just keep coming over you. The waters are overwhelming. You can't catch a breath. Have you felt that way this past week? These past eight months? The psalmist knew the feeling. I once read the story of a woman who was sitting next to another woman in the airport. The other woman's six-year-old daughter suffered from a rare heart defect that could take her life at any minute. In spite of the mounting medical bills and the pressures of raising both a child with special needs and another younger daughter, the woman said that she and her husband planned to adopt a young boy from Ethiopia later that year. The first woman asked her, what made you want to grow your family in the midst of all this turmoil? She answered, Why did the Jews have children after the Holocaust? Why do women keep trying after multiple miscarriages? It's our way of shaking our fists at the future and saying, You know what? We will be hopeful. Things will get better. You can't scare us, after all. This is the story of a woman who had wave after wave crashing over her but who knew the deep abiding hope that comes from God. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. The psalmist knew God to have been made present in a particular place, in the temple. And I suspect you can relate to that feeling. Many of you, God has been made to known to you in a particular place maybe in this particular place. I can think of several places in my own life where God has been made known to me. I think of the altar rail at my home church on the Sunday morning that I was confirmed and I felt the heavy weight of the faith put on my shoulders. I think of that same altar rail the day that Sean and I were married, surrounded by a bevy of family and friends. I think about the back stair chapel, the back stairway in the chapel at Davidson College, where I went for prayer, not knowing what God would hold in my future. And someone was in the chapel practicing the piano, playing Here I Am, Lord. God has been made known to me in particular places. But what the psalmist then realizes by looking around is that God is already exactly where they are. So when the psalmist looks at nature, there is proof of God's presence right there. We've seen the same thing during this odd time of social distancing. 
I remember acutely the first Sunday of worshiping online and sitting on the couch with my two young children, and the Spirit of God was there. I remember that first Sunday that it was Communion Sunday, and we gathered around our coffee table with some bread and some wine and a candle. The Spirit of God was there. In the sanctuary, even though we are not gathered all the time, God is with us. The refrain the psalmist uses is a response to seeing that God is present where we are. Hope in God, the psalmist says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. We are not left without God's protection and provision. God is with us where we are, whether we are gathered in the sanctuary or in our homes online. God is our hope, no matter where that may be. There's a hymn in our hymnal that's called Pues Si Vivimos, When We Are Living. It was written by Roberto Escamilla. He wrote three of the stanzas. When he was a little boy growing up in Mexico, he was familiar with the words to the first stanza. It says this, both in our living and in our dying, we belong to God. We belong to God. When we are giving or when receiving, we belong to God. We belong to God. Whether we suffer or sing rejoicing, we belong to God. We belong to God. In the middle of Roberto's life, he faced some hard choices, some difficult decisions. And he was inspired to write the final three stanzas as we find it in our hymnal now. One of them says this, Hard times will prove us, never remove us. We belong to God. We belong to God. Hard times will prove us, never remove us. Because we belong to God. We've been in the middle of some hard times. As Americans, as a community of faith, as a global people who are living through a pandemic which I'm not sure I ever expected to happen. I thought that happened in the Middle Ages. We've been in the middle of some really hard times. Hard times will prove us, never remove us. We belong to God. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. The poet Emily Dickinson famously said it this way, hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Hope is the thing with feathers. You know what else has feathers? A dove, the sign and symbol of the Holy Spirit. It's here in our sanctuary in this stained glass, descending on Jesus as he was baptized and comes out of the River Jordan. The Holy Spirit isn't a dove, but it's our understanding. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul. The Holy Spirit lives in you. You who feel anxious and lonely and despondent and bereft. You who wonder where God is and what will happen and who will show us the way. The Holy Spirit lives in you. 
the Holy Spirit is perched in your soul. Hope that even when the waves billow, God is with us. We belong to God. The psalmist references the waters that are produced at the base of Mount Hermon every spring, these waters that bring forth the River Jordan. Winter comes to a slow end, the snows thaw and the waters run off. In the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis paints a picture of a fantastical place. It's an allegory for the Christian life. And in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, what the four children find is an eternal winter. It's always winter when the witch is in control. And finally then, it starts to thaw. The spring is coming. And this is what it says. And now, the snow was really melting in earnest, and patches of green grass were beginning to appear in every direction. Unless you have looked at a world of snow as long as Edmund had been looking at it, you will hardly be able to imagine what a relief those green patches were after the endless white. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. Friends, we belong to God. Hard times will prove us, never remove us. We belong to God. The Holy Spirit lives in you perched in your soul. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him.